Blog Talk Radio. It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. Race Chat Live with Chris and Craig and Taz. I'm not sure if Taz is going to be with us here this evening, but we've got Chris and Craig here. Glad to have y'all listening to the show. It's another Monday night. We're getting ready to kick things off. Boy, oh boy, what a wild weekend it was. The Darlington throwback. But where was the throwback? That's the big question. The, the racing was uh, absolutely everything we wanted it to be, but they have taken uh, the Southern 500 and have uh, have, have kind of uh, taken away what was really fun about it. I'm very sorry. If anybody was watching the network television and you'll know exactly what we're talking, what we're laughing at. Oh, my God. I did not know that they were allowed to show naked people. But there was a black screen there, right? I mean, there was it was covered up, right? Because that was kind of – that was disturbing. Um, anyway, that's what I get for being distracted. Um, I, I, Craig, I, I was just disappointed. I, I did not know that officially uh, throwback – Darlington was now the spring race. I, I did not get that memo. I'm not sure you got yeah. the memo. I know we had seen some uh, some cars that were definitely with throwback schemes at that point in time, but the the whole idea about the throwback was we were throwing the race back on Labor Day weekend where it was supposed to be, and it was in remembrance of the Southern 500. So where am I? Where where did I not get this email? Well, I don't really care for it either. I kind of look forward to uh, Throwback Weekend at Darlington. I, I was I was looking for their cars last night. I was looking to see what uh, what the deal was, and there was not a whole lot of uh, paint schemes. I mean, the the raising was just tremendous. Um, I'm waiting to see if Kyle Bush gets fined for dropping the S word. I'm not sure if he did it on network television or if he did it. Um, in an interview oh, it was, for it was definitely network television. It was definitely network. I mean, television. I don't necessarily think shit is a bad word. 
No, I don't. I mean, you know, parents demonize uh, the word. Not sure if uh, I'm not. I mean, we we now have emojis. That's a pile of shit. So I mean, I don't really know if we can. You know, we have commercials talking about we don't talk about bathroom breaks, so we're going to sing you a song about you're 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 taking a shit. So. Um, I think Seinfeld kind of helped this one out a lot with the whole magazine, the whole uh, the book in the bathroom uh, situation. But uh, I don't know if you remember that episode. But now we take our cell phones, and everybody takes their, their cell phone to the bathroom. Everybody looks at their cell phone when they're in the bathroom. So technically, I guess Seinfeld was kind of predicting what the future was going to be like. Uh, you know, just using this book as the uh, <laughs> as the analogy to it but anyway i digress um i was disappointed craig and that was the only aspect of this weekend that i can say i was disappointed in so i don't have very much to bitch about wait a minute are you feeling okay so good well (laughs) well, because you don't have very much to bitch about and normally if you're not if you don't have much to bitch about you're usually sick so i just was I was just checking on a brother. I think that a week ago, maybe maybe five days ago, I kind of wondered if this whole Denny Hamlin situation, and if you don't know about the situation, well, I'm sure Craig will be glad to tell you that his girlfriend dumped his ass on Twitter. And it goes back to some things that we may or may not want to discuss here this evening. I'm just not so comfortable with well, certain listen, aspects. I'm glad sport. he finally got rid of the fish smell that was lingering for a while. <laughs> so who is fed up, right? <laughs> this, what, okay, I'm going to put it out there because I ever since, I mean, you know, I used the, uh, the, the, the gif or the gif or whatever it's called. Uh, five days ago, I, I, I used the, the Michael Jordan gif from The Last Dance. I took it personal. And I, and I said, Craig Moore, I said, what, what is Denny going to do here? Is he going to is he gonna prevail like the flu game with Michael Jordan, or is this going to be what phases him out? Well, we got the answer to that, and you're exactly right. He took out the, he took out the old trash bag that smelled like fish. And uh, well, you know, has that been has has that been the Achilles heel, so to speak? Is that the reason why Denny Hamlin did not win the championship in 2020? It just seems so automatic, right? So I know that's not even a word I'm looking for right now, but it's so you know climatic. <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> Well, apparently, Danny can climax anywhere he wants, except for when it comes to the championship. It just the cream rises to the top, right? <laughs> oh, if Miss Lee is listening, we are going to get in so much trouble. Oh man, but you know we don't claim that this thing is uh, Pete is is rated G. Uh, it is rated R. As our friend Jared Hudson would say, it's rated R for racing. Um, but, uh, you know, here he was, he, 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 he had, had, there was a penalty. Okay. He could have swiped the whole weekend. It was swipe or no swipey. If anybody, uh, if anybody, yeah, swipe or no, yeah. I mean, he could have done it. He could have, he could have pulled out the old, old sweeping brush, but, uh, you know, 
Uh, late penalty in the Xfinity race, uh, which was had nothing to do with his doing. There was a flagman over the wall too quickly. Uh, he put a damper in that one. Uh, but uh, Denny Hamlin, so some, somebody in this group thought that Denny Hamlin was going to be first out. And I would have to go back to the show and listen to find out who that was. But is anybody willing to own up to that? They thought Denny I was think it was first me. Was it? I think it was, I think it was me. That's a big man. I mean, that, the way to take that one there on the cheek. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, there was a couple of other situations. Uh, how, you know, Michael McDowell, he was like, okay, you know, screw it. Let's go ahead and get this over with, right? <laughs> that, can, we, can we kind of agree on that one? And then the Alex Bowman, Willie B, and Chase Elliott. Three of the four. As a matter of fact, I think all 400 cars went home with some kind of beaten and battered fenders in them. Uh, Fabricator's going to just love the Hendrick boys uh, this this week. But, uh, yeah, so that's going to kind of have a big shakeup. But, hey, it's only race one, right? Well, there are no mulligans in this round. Like, you don't get a shot. I mean, you better come out swinging. Look at look at your boy Kevin Harvick. He was seated last. He's now seated fourth. Wow. He's he's. I mean, I have not looked at that yet. He's up to. He's he's in the fourth spot. I will confirm I that believe, right now. I believe somebody had him uh, at the chase early as well. So this is like like we knew from the beginning, Craig Moore. There was no way we were going to get this right. But based off the type of year that each of these drivers have had, we come to a, a team conclusion that the, that there were certain drivers that were going to be hammered out first. And, and it looks – it could still be this way, except for Michael McDowell, I think, is the only one that we have. I think, some, I think there was some negativity toward Alex Bowman, but definitely not Willie B, definitely not Chase Elliott. And Kevin Harvick, a big time mover this past weekend. Uh, also, he is up to seven. He is up to seven. Wow, big move there uh, by OK Harv. I, you know, so it's is right. It's moving in the right direction again. Your bottom four of this, we all knew this one. Michael McDowell um, is sixteenth. WB Billy Byron is. 15th, Mr. CJ Sports' favorite driver, Kyle Bush. Shit, that mofo in 14th place. Alex Bowman, 13th place. I'm still trying to wrap my head around Kyle Bush being pretty much, pretty much on the bubble. Now, do I think he's going to have a good run at Richmond? Yes. Is he my pick for Richmond? Yeah. We'll yeah. have to find out when we do picks later. But um, Tyler Reddick, I don't see, you know, I don't see him doing much better. But Denny Hamlin, I'm glad to see Hamlin got his, got his head out of his ass. You're sleeping and, on Tyler Reddick. Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But I'm glad Danny got his head out of his ass and was able to win. Kyle Larson, man, 
He just did about drooled Denny. Did you say two fingers or did you say head? I'm glad to see he got his head out of his ass. <laughs> not, not, not two fingers? No, that was what the coach said. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Mitch, if you're listening, it's not my fault. <laughs> no, no, it's y'all's fault because I was I was all about completely staying away from this subject. But no, y'all want ratings, so that's what we're gonna get tonight. We're gonna get ratings, maybe a little hate mail. Well, listen, we only we only missed out beating the other show on Thursday night by like two two listeners. So yeah, I was looking at numbers from last week. They only had, they had, I don't know, like 27. We had like 25 or something like that. Oh, wow. Lose by yeah. two points. Yeah. Man. Can't be that I hate losing. Stuff. I hate losing too. So let's go for the, let's go for the, uh, let's go for the ratings here tonight because I have a hot take. Are you ready for it? Let's hear it, big boy. Should be suspended from the playoffs. Who, Kyle Bush? Yeah. I agree. Well, we're not going to get ratings that way, Craig. You're not supposed to agree with me. Where's oh. CJ Sports? I think you're wrong, Chris. I think you're wrong. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, if you remember this, and I don't know how much of a book reader it, I mean, you you are. I know you're from Louisiana, and I'm not sure people down there know how to read. I'm from Mississippi. Same thing. Louisiana. Same thing. There was a book out, and I'm only busting you, and you know that, brother. (laughs) There was a book out years ago by Eric Bischoff, who was the head of World Championship Racing or Wrestling. That was Ted Turner's wrestling company that he bought. Um, he had a book out called Controversy Creates Cash and it was his vision of what would go on to be the Monday Night Wars between WCW and WWF at the time which is now WWE obviously Controversy created a little cash with good old DH and, and JF because he gets pretty much dumped on Twitter, and she's taking him for child support in the whole nine yards, which I, I'd rather – I'd probably just try to keep her at that point. Child support is going to be expensive for him. Um, <laughs> just keep throwing her tuna, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, it's a lot cheaper, and he did it the cheaper way because she would have had half and then child support, which really comes out to about 75% up until when the child's old enough to not be on child support anymore. So being that they are not married, he actually it's a it's a it's a bonus here. He's uh he's able to keep a little bit of extra money. But I'm no financial advisor. Nor am I a court lawyer. Nor am I a custody lawyer. But I did stay at the holiday inn. <laughs> so there's controversy, he goes out and he and he scores a W on Sunday night. Yeah, which pushes him into the next round of the playoffs, which gives him momentum going into Richmond this Saturday night. 
<laughs> which just happens to be um, the anniversary of 9-11, obviously, in New York City, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C., just in case anybody's been living under a rock. Now, I will tell you that I, I do believe that Kyle Bush will come back, or I'm Kyle, sorry, Kyle Bush will come back and be somewhat dominant at Richmond this weekend. But um, I just, I don't know. I think that, I forgot where I was going with that whole thing. But I think that, you know, I, I'm i kind of torn because he curses on national television television says the S word, you're calling for him to be suspended out of the playoffs for the rest of the year. How many times did he piss how many times did he how many times did he piss NASCAR off? How many times did he piss NASCAR off in the past and they didn't do anything except for once? Why in the world would I ask for him to be suspended from the playoffs for cussing on television. Did Isn't you know that what you just said? Road? No. It was the pit road mishap. And I, and I think he's you know, that that I that I agree with. He, he should be fine for cursing on television. He should be fine for cursing on television. He should be suspended. I don't mean just taken out of the playoffs. I mean suspended. For well, the rest of the season. Right. Well, no, nah, I wouldn't suspend him the rest of the season. I would sit him down for one race. I'd sit him down for you're two. Promoting, you're promoting that at your local track. That's what you're promoting, NASCAR. What you're promoting by, by allowing Kyle Busch, and everybody knows, man, I'm softer on Kyle Busch than I, these days than I ever have been in the past. For some reason, I have a child who just loves the candy man, and I'll tell you, when one of your kids likes a driver that you necessarily don't like, it, 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 it's kind of rough, especially when somebody talks crap in front of your kid about the driver, and he pisses you off, so then you take up for the driver. Anyway, it's a long story. But anyway, this is a situation where Kyle Busch needs to be disciplined because he puts somebody's life in danger. He rolled on. He went through the cones. That was not a section for him to go to into the pits. That was a crossover section for pit crews, uh, camera people. I mean, the the core core group that makes NASCAR work every weekend. That's the lives that he put in danger when he barreled to the garage like he did. And and you know what? The, the custom. That's one damn thing. But when he did not stand up there and be apologetic. That he where he realized, holy shit! I just about run, run over a tire guy. I just about ran over a cameraman. And you know, look, Craig. I mean, the first thing if me and you were about about ran somebody over, I guarantee you we'd be like, hey, I want to apologize to you for that. There was no remorse there. It's all about me, 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 me. And NASCAR needs to see the danger in that and discipline the driver. Because if not, they yeah, but will they? Local tracks everywhere. But here's the question: Will they? No. Controversy. And I, controversy sells, right? He's not going to sell any tickets if he's not at the next race. 
but we'll stick around and see what Kyle Busch does as he continues his implosion for the 2021 race season. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up. I don't know if it's going to actually be a. When you're so self-centered, Craig Moore, it can't be called an explosion. It has to be called an implosion. Because he's created all this on himself. Again, Kyle has lost his step with reality. He's become over-aggressive, and he did something that was completely stupid. If he was a car owner, or he that was one of his guys that he almost ran into, he would have a different perspective right now of what he did and know that he was in the wrong for doing it. You know, I should have never come off pit road like that. First thing I want to say is I should have never come off pit road like that. I didn't mean to put staff. And, and people in danger there, but I'm still I'm I'm pissed off because my car drove like shit. It, it is shit. The whole race is shit. So I'm just gotta I'm gonna be up here with a bad attitude. That's fine, Kyle Bush. That's fine. But when you just come up there and you're me, 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 and you didn't you didn't put in perspective that you put people's lives in danger. I believe that's NASCAR's you know turn to say, hey, uh, Kyle Bush, go home for a weekend. Yeah, and I and and I don't think that NASCAR is going to do that because, as we just said, controversy creates cash. Heaven forbid they do that. Um, it would be the smart thing to do um, if they want to, because if it was a Corey LaJoy or someone of that Matt D. Benedetto, well, maybe not even Matt, but somebody like that, you can almost bet your ass that they'd sit him down for a race. Um, which makes me which makes me wonder what can Kyle Bush get away with before NASCAR says before NASCAR says, All right, enough is enough is enough. We've had enough of your bullshit. Um, we're done playing games with you. Um and here's your penalty. Yeah, I, I mean, just I don't see that that happening. No, I don't either, and it's sad. So uh, I don't even. Go ahead. Say that again to me in English. We're well, breaking what did you up. Think about the last lap. What did you think about the last lap uh, activity between Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin and the whole? Uh, running to this rear, you know, I mean, I guess if Denny was not able to hold on to the car, he might have spun out, and Larson could have won. Larson said he was going to try to get to his outside uh, pass. What did you think about that last lap, you know, all-ditched effort to win by Kyle Larson? Was it, well, was we, I don't think it got a lot of pushback, and I'm not sure if there's any other driver that could have gotten away with that. Well, I, I I think you and I are going to agree on this. I think that when it comes down to the last lap, you got to do what you got to do to win. You're running for a championship. Cars yeah, want to do with Kyle Bush. What would we? Well, there would have been. <laughs> well, yeah, that was dirty. Here's what would have been said. Maybe not from us here at, at Race Chat Live or the 110, especially not Mr. CJ Sports, since he's probably the biggest. Uh, says he's probably the biggest Kyle Bushmark we that I know. 
but if it was Kyle Bush, we'd say that was dirty racist. Kyle Larson, we say, well, that's what he's doing to get it. He's going to secure a win. In reality, it doesn't matter who it is. If you're in the chase and you're running, you're, you're one of the top 16 drivers, you got to do what you got to do to win that race. Um, he drove the shit out of that car. I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to see the video from it, but I seen when it happened and I said, holy crap, that wasn't the word I used. He's he's driving the wheels off that thing, and you know, it's it's racing, and that's what you got to do if you're going to win the championship. You've got to be aggressive. So I'm interested in your thoughts and take as long as you want. Well, I mean, had there's certain drivers on that list as as we said that could not get away with that kind of move. Joey Logano couldn't get away with that move. I don't believe Brad Keselowski could get away with that move. I don't believe that Kyle Busch could get away with that move. And I'm not sure why we're giving Kyle Larson the the uh, the benefit of the doubt here, other than we've seen smiles from both Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson after the race. Uh, had Denny Hamlin been a, a, an inexperienced driver, had may, maybe he had made a hard left turn there and uh, spun out, you know. But Hamlin did the right thing. If you'll notice, Hamlin slowed down. He just took his foot off the gas. He allowed uh, Larson to get all up in the rear end of him because, well, I mean, he's buried into the rear end of me. I'm not going to spin out, you know. He, he's, he was preparing for that. So uh, um, I think we're giving Larson a break here because we all like him. There were certain drivers that uh, – if they were to have pulled a move like that, it would have been considered disrespectful, unethical to racing, um, uh, uh, you know, cowardly. Uh, there would be a lot of certain words. I, 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 love, I love it, uh, Craig Moore. I think that uh, seeing those two guys with big smiles on their faces in victory lane uh, was uh, what we needed to see again. Instead of everybody always getting so damn mad at each other for racing each other hard, these guys were smiling, big smiles, and they had a good time. That's the type of old racing that I miss. Not people getting pissed off all the time because you used up my quarter panel. Uh, you don't know why people get pissed off all the time, right? Because money's involved in it now, and it's a lot of money involved in it, and so everybody's wanting to protect their investment. What you seen there was two racers. One of them was just, I mean, Coming off the week that he had, of course, uh, all of his business, but businesses uh, being put out onto the interweb, uh, he was happy to be like, ha, ha, look at here, you know. And, and look, if anybody didn't think that this couldn't happen with either Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin, we'll go back to Tony Stewart in 20, what was it, 2012, 2011? I think it was 2011. Yeah. He had some. Yeah, he had yeah. some serious. He had some serious things, and there's some things that, you know, with Tony Stewart, that never made the papers. But oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we probably don't need to talk too much about that, if you know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think a certain somebody's been a few picks of ours around here. 
but you know, yeah. I, I, let's you know, like like you said, um, yeah, there, there's there's uh, there's there's definitely some some similarity uh, to the two, especially if Denny Hamlin finds his groove now and uh, starts peaking here in the playoffs. Uh, it's the right time to peak. Kevin Harvick, once again, you know, uh, he, he turned it on. And uh, he's sitting a little bit, looking a little bit better now than what uh, what he was before. And here's the good thing: apparently, Denny Hamlin didn't need Viagra as a, uh, as a uh, sponsor this past weekend to keep it up front, and he was able to finish for once. Boom! 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 All right. So, All right, so here's a serious uh, question for you, and I want your honest opinion. Is it time to panic for these three cars? Kyle Busch, which we pretty much elaborated on already. Alex Bowman or um, uh, the 24 car? Yeah, no and no. No, it's not time to panic. For Willie B, uh, Willie B is probably one of the most consistent drivers. Uh, it, I mean, you've got rookie drivers who have lots of wrecks. It takes them a long time to figure it out, like Ricky Stenhouse. And then you've got drivers like Willie B, where you know it's just consistent. He's Mister Consistent. He he reminds me a lot of Terry Labonte. B does. So I'm not worried about Willie B. And if they don't suspend Kyle Larson, I mean uh, Kyle Busch. Sorry, Kyle Larson fans. We are here to make ratings tonight, though. Uh, Kyle Busch. Uh, if there's no major penalty or reprimand to this driver, then uh, he'll probably go out uh, this weekend or next and win a race. Uh, you know, these are these are two of his favorite tracks, right? Uh, Richmond's kind of where he become the Kyle Busch that we hate so much now, and uh, Bristol is uh, is one of his better tracks. He's always good at. Yeah, I I don't think there's anything to panic for those three, and I, and I tend to agree with you. I think we know for sure Michael McDowell. We know for sure, but it's two other names that we have that you've not even heard about all weekend. That that you that you wonder, okay, is this is this the end for him? One of them was Ryan Blaney, right? You didn't really hear much about Ryan Blaney. He himself was caught up in a late race spin, right? And Eric Amarola. Those two guys, when you're not making noise, you might be in a position to to lose probably the most. You know, you can be silent, you can creep. I don't even know what the finishes are of those two drivers, but I know that there wasn't much noise that come out of them this weekend, and that's concerning. What two drivers was that, Chris? Ryan Blaney and Eric Amarola. I will tell you in a minute. Go ahead and continue with your, with your. Uh... Well, we've you know Tyler Ray. This is a 750 horsepower racetrack that we're coming up to next, which is you know basically all three races are 750 mile an hour, 750 horsepower uh, uh, races. That's Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol. They all have the same package. Okay, so Tyler Reddick. We heard about him. He ran up front. He he did well. He, 
this is going to correlate into the next two races because if they were strong, plus we know how good the Chevys have been. Uh, Ross Chastain, I mean, my gosh, that guy could have won the race. He finished third, I believe. Uh, yeah, Chevys had a lot of horsepower at these 750 horsepower tracks. Uh, so you know, um, it's the quiet guys that uh, that that I'm I'm not too sure about. You know, what, what where did Ryan Blaney and Eric Amarola finish? Craig Moore. Eric Amarola, double A, finished sixteenth. Uh, Ryan Blaney actually, Bubba Wallace beat Ryan Blaney by one spot. Ryan Blaney finished twelve, twenty second. Twenty second. Wow. Yeah. You know, that, not, where did Tyler Reddick finish? I'll tell you in one second, brother. Tyler Reddick finished 18th. Oh. So, you know, there's your three right there. Other than, uh, other than, uh, Michael McDowell. So, Chris 10 Rebell of the 16 good- J drivers had issues. We've so, ten of the sixteen chase drivers. That's that's a lot. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's like seventy percent of the chase field had had problems. You know, I like the I like the way that the chase is set up right now. Daytona was a was a wild card. Darlington, one of the hardest racetracks. The reason why you see the winners that you see at Darlington, it's because those drivers are the top driver. You never see a driver who can't really drive win at Darlington. You know, you you know, if Reagan Smith had had uh, good equipment his whole career, like top-notch equipment, he would have had more than one win. He muscled that car at Darlington in the Furniture Row team, um, you know, what, I guess it was eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Maybe even longer than that, yeah. We already know what your top two cars were. Here's your, here's the rest of the top ten. Ross Chastain finished third. MTJ finished fourth. Uh, the beer man, Kevin Harvick, finished fifth. Kurt Busch finished sixth. I mean, good run for the, for the uh, uh, Chip Ganassi stable. Um Brad Kislowski, the other beer man, he finished seventh. Joey Logano, eighth. Chris Busher, ninth. And Austin Dillon finished tenth. Even Ryan Priest finished twelfth. Cole Custer finished eleventh. I, I can't even do an imitation of the little Mexican Daniel Suarez. He finished thirteenth. Um, but it shows you that. You're right. You're not going to win at Darlington if you're not a top-notch driver. You got to know what you're doing. And you know, here I want you to play out this scenario in your head real quick, Chris. Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin. <laughs> Larson wrecks Hamlin. Takes himself out. Ross Chastain doesn't get caught up in it and goes on to win the Southern 500. You talk about a jumble in points, that would have uh that would have put a bedazzle on the points real quick. Oh, Ross Chastain was could have been the upset and uh had he not run his tires off 
early in the run when he was chasing Larson, uh, he might have had something for them at the end there on the last lap. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Chastain used his tires up trying to get around Larson at the uh, first start of the the restart there and uh, maybe left something on the table uh, for the end. But, um, yeah, Ross Chastain could have have, uh, really shaken things up uh, considering that this no win and your end policy, uh, it, you know, you, you could take Kyle Busch from 14th and put him in first. Uh, then, you know, it's really, it, it's not a big, huge thing going into the, the round of 12. But as this thing starts getting smaller and smaller, these, these wins outside of the chase could definitely be an upset. I believe a statistic said that only one, one driver has won uh, in the entire chase that was not a part of the chase, if that statistic is right, that's uh, wow. That tells a lot about the NAS- about NASCAR. Yeah, I mean it was definitely it was a definite um, uh, it was a definitely a good race. I just and listen real quick. We're gonna talk about the truck series at some point. But maybe we ought to maybe we ought to talk about Stuart Friesen a little bit more. He had a good run. I mean, Sheldon Creed uh, took the W, but uh, John Hunter Nemechek locked himself into the round of eight. Um, but Stuart Friesen, I mean, he finished third or fourth, and third. third. So I mean, yeah. He's John Hunter Nemechek, Stuart Friesen. Uh, the rest of your here's the rest of your top ten in the truck: Todd Gillen, Parker Kligerman, who runs a part-time schedule, if I'm not mistaken. My pick, I think, was Grant Infinger, Chandler Smith, Johnny. God bless Johnny Sauter finished eighth. Zane Smith finished ninth. Matt Crafton finished tenth. Um, I don't remember who your pick was. Zane Smith. Zane Smith. Zane Smith finished ninth. Eighth to ninth. Yeah. He finished ninth. So, and I believe Miss Lee, or no, Miss Lee had a good weekend because she picked John Hunter Nemechek and uh, he finished second. So she didn't put the juju, juju on him. So she probably should just keep picking him till she screws him over. I mean, oh. till he gets the juju from Miss Lee. But Austin Creed won, or Austin Creed, Sheldon Creed led 104 of the 147 laps. He won the second stage and beat John Hunter Niemicek to the finish line by .531 seconds. And uh, they started out really, really loose. Um, and he thought they were in trouble, but the pit crew killed it all day, he said. And that's a quote from uh, him. So, <laughs> you know, the, I, I just, part of me just wishes that the truck series, they would run concurrent. They'd run, they'd run the same schedule as the cup series. Um, you know. When it comes down to the chase, when it comes down to the chase, uh, so that way everybody is um, 
pretty much, sorry, pretty much on the same uh, schedule. Right. Yeah, and even if that meant that they fixed their schedule so that they can run the full 10 races can, together with the uh, with the cup races, um, you know, they can uh, take certain weeks off to, to make that schedule match up, even if they want to continue a 22-24 race schedule. Uh, every year, I, I would like to see that as well. I'd like to see all of them on the same page. As a matter of fact, Craig, even if they're yeah, not no, the just, same track, it would just be a lot easier covering this if they were uh, they were all on the same page. Exactly. You know, there would be no confusion on anybody's part. Um, and at our age, confusion is not a good idea. Can you imagine what the people that cover this on a daily basis? Um, go through like it has to be confusing yeah. for everybody. Having to put up with dumb callers on the Dave Moody show would definitely uh, be my be my ends with. I, I wouldn't even like racing anymore if I had if I had his job. No, some of his callers are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> but you know, we get. We can't complain. We don't get any callers. I sure wish we would. Yeah. Well, sometimes no news is good news. <laughs> we, could, we could get a, a call from our uh, about our extended warranty for our car. I'm surprised we've never take we've never gotten that call while we were on the air. Well, you know, yeah. It's a first for everything, too, isn't it? There is a first time for everything. There is a first time for everything. So, uh, how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing down in that neck of the woods? With uh, we're going to get off racing for a second and talk about um, you guys recovering from what was her name, Ida? Yeah. Well, we're kind of the uh, with the destination now for refuge. Uh, so you know, a lot most of the damage was a lot, uh, a lot more closer to the coastline. Grand Isle is completely inhabitable uh, at this point in time, which means it was a total destruction down in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Um, some of the ports and stuff were completely destroyed. There'll be places uh, that for several more weeks that will not have power. Uh, so people have relocated, and our town is one of the towns uh, that they have found refuge at, and uh, so. Uh, it's kept the service industries uh, very busy, taking care of these people. All of our hotels are filled up. It's uh, kind of like uh, Christmas early here in our neck of the woods, uh, considering that uh, there's so much more traffic and stuff from the from the out of towners. But we welcome we welcome our visitors, and we're glad to have them. And uh, you know, every time one of these, we laugh about it, but we know it's so true. Every time one of these big storms come in, we say, "Yep." Well, somebody else is going to wind up with a broke-down car in Meridian, Mississippi, and this is where they're going to live for the next 30 years, and you're going to ask them, hey, man, how'd you wind up here? Oh, I come up here for some damn storm. My car broke down, and, well, you know, 30 years later, here we are. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that – I'm glad that – well, it's good for your local economy anyway. Yeah, it's good for your local economy. Yeah, like I said, it's it's kept the service industries busy, and uh, so uh, you know, and uh, contractors and our roofers and all that they'll 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 head down south and 
uh, make a little money in their pockets while they try to piece all this back together. One thing about these storms that it creates, it creates commerce. It gets things moving. So they they build stuff real cheap down there. Uh, it's not cheap to build down there. It's not cheap to own down there. Uh, but the houses are literally tearaway houses. So um, you know, it's it, it they're not. Uh, in the south you don't have to have very well insulated houses and stuff like that so so it'll be no time and you'll go back down there in the tourist section and it'll all look like it like it never happened and uh, we look forward to those days absolutely absolutely so uh let's talk about oh before i forget i gotta tell you something you you know who the marshall tucker band is correct Oh, of course. All right. Well, they were supposed to play up here in uh, Schenectady, New York this past Saturday. <clears throat> well, their drummer, I can't remember his name, come down with COVID-19. COVID-19. So they called me on Wednesday and said, hey, would you be willing to do karaoke Saturday night? And I Marshall said, Tucker Band. In replace of the Marshall Tucker Band. Wow. So I was like, sure, gave him the price. She got back to me within 20 minutes, and I knew it was going to be all right because it beats having a dead bar. Well, we had two engagements that night. Um, two engagements that night and three birthdays. I was I was going to be a replacement for the uh, Marshall Tucker Band. I, did, I didn't mind that at all. You can check out some of the videos on my YouTube page or the Facebook page. Um, it was it was quite funny. This one girl, I got to tell you, you know who Amy Winehouse is, right? I believe so. Or was, I should say. Or was. Because right. she's dead now. Because she probably should have went to rehab, but she kept saying no, no, no. Um. Well, this girl did a song from Amy Winehouse called Valerie, and I'll tell you what, she she knocked him dead. Nailed. She knocked she knocked him dead. No pun intended. On uh, Amy Winehouse, but yeah, I was I was thoroughly impressed. Absolutely awesome. But anyway, let's talk about the X series, not the X-rated series. That's the Cup series, apparently. Especially they don't do nothing about Kyle Busch. Uh, Greg Gregson surges in overtime at Darlington, rolls to his first Xfinity win of the season. Uh, Harrison Burton finished runner-up. Uh, JGR teammates make contact, and Carruth ready to take the next step. So I didn't watch, obviously, because and why I told you about Saturday night was because I didn't get a chance to watch the Xfinity race because I was getting ready for my bar gig and I had a couple of meetings. But because wedding season is winding down here in upstate New York. Uh, but here's your top ten or the rest of the top ten, I should say, from the Xfinity race. Austin Sendrick finished third. Justin Haley finished fourth. Uh, Jeff Burton finished fifth. Justin Algar sixth. Seventh was Tyler Reddick in the twenty in the seven car. Jeremy Clements eighth. Matt Snyder 
Finish ninth, and Alex Labib or Labab or however you say his name finished tenth. Uh, Denny Hamlin ran as well in Kyle Busch Motorsports number fifty-four. I believe that's in Kyle Busch Motorsports. Or no, that might yeah. be a JGR. Yeah. Um, Ty Dillon thirteenth. Glad to see Denny getting behind the wheel in the Xfinity series, and he was able to. Uh, he was able to uh, knock off some rust, if you will. And, you know, maybe in all seriousness, maybe they're running that Xfinity race on Sunday. Um, and if that's the case, maybe he should have done more of that shit during the year. <laughs> yeah, you never, you never know how that crosses over and whether or not it does or doesn't help, uh, considering – that's been one of the strongest cars of the year anyway. Uh, Denny Hamlin kind of shot, you know, the team shot theirself in the foot for the win. Uh, man, too early over the wall, put Denny Hamlin at the rear of the field uh, on that one of those last restarts. But uh, definitely a, an entertaining race. Uh, Noah Grasden needed a win. He had just announced that he was returning to Junior Motorsports uh, with a contract extension. So uh, he... Uh, Needed to make Boss Man happy, and I believe that uh, the boys did that this weekend. Uh, so congratulations to Grazin. And Harrison Burton needed a good run, and he got him one. Uh, you know, I think we're all kind of unsure how that's going to work out with him going to Wood Brothers. Uh, typically, that's the door opening for the Penske ride, but that you know wasn't the case for Dan Bedetto, of course. He's uh, still a free agent. We don't know where he's going. Uh, but uh, definitely... Uh, you know, a good run by Gregson is what he needed, what the sponsors needed. And uh, coming off the announcement of that contract extension, it could have been at a better time. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I just – it's going to be a devil. It's going to be a definite uh, – Maddie D, I feel bad for. I mean, how many top-tier teams are looking for a ride – I honestly think that since Michael Jordan likes to waste money on Bubba Wallace, I don't know how long Bubba Wallace's contract is for, but I, I would almost venture to guess it'd probably be a good idea to try to add a third team. And uh, <clears throat> put uh, Matty D in a car, he can't be much worse than um, – it can't well, be much Bubba worse Wallace. than Bubba. Matty D's never won anything. He's O for everything. So similar to Daniel Hemrick, you know, uh, they they can't win in anything. And Matty's had a a decent car, this you know, a decent ride. Uh, it's supposed to be a decent ride, and he hasn't been able to do much in it. Right. Um, so you know, I, I'm I'm wondering if the candlelight for Diamandetto is burning, if the wick's burning pretty quick, because uh, you got other drivers like Daniel Suarez, man. You know, we know Suarez is not working with everything that uh, these other Chevy teams have. But look at his performance week in, week out. You know, Diamandetto is in something in a in a performance car. Ryan Blaney won races in that car. Matty hasn't done nothing but a couple of couple, couple of second place finishes. So, um, really, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for him to find a decent ride considering. That's one of the most respected rides in the garage, and he didn't do well in it. 
or he wasn't able to capitalize in it at least. Not even a chase. He hasn't even made the chase. Well, and, uh, and I mean, I, I wonder. Sure, it's a prestigious ride, but so is a so is a ride at. Uh, um, so is getting um, a ride at Childress. So is getting a ride at. So is getting a ride at Childress. So is getting a ride at Hendrick. Um, but if they're not going to give you the top quality equipment you need because you're a satellite team, uh, then are you really, are you really in top flight equipment? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, that, it's been a while since that car's won. Paul Menard drove it, so maybe, maybe we have. Uh, Maybe you know, maybe that's right. Maybe uh, maybe the car's not as good as what it was when Blaney drove it, or maybe Blaney has that much talent. I'm not sure. I, I do believe Blaney's one of the more talented drivers in the garage. I really do. Um, definitely has just as much, if not more, talent than Chase Elliott. So uh, we have a fan question. I think we're going to move the show right along here tonight and go ahead and get us out of here. And uh, that way we can uh, say we had an early out this week. But uh, we do have a fan question, and I think this one will be kind of fun to answer. We'll get into that. Uh, of course, it comes from Miss Rebecca. She says, do teams have certain numbers they can use? Are they passed down or some retired? Lots of talk lately about the generation, the 2022 generation cars and where the numbers are going to be on them. To me, it's just a number, but I have a feeling there's a lot more to it. Well, I'll start off by saying, and, uh, and I'll start off by saying, I think where they're putting the number on the new car is a bunch of bullshit, and I think the tradition is not uh, being held up. They say it's for aesthetics or television. I say it's for ad space. Um, these cars are rolling billboards, and the more money they can get into them for um, for advertising dollars, the better off these teams are. Um, do I agree? No. I think the numbers do have significance. For years, four years after Dale Earnhardt was killed back in 2001, you didn't see a three on the track. And then Paul Paul's boy came up. Um, Austin Dillon came up and the three came out of retirement and there was mm-hmm. I don't, if I'm trying to remember correctly there was the um, traditionalist that said the number ought to be retired period um, and then there was those that said no it'll be good for the sport to have it back on the track and then when he won the Daytona 500 there was a lot of comparisons to Earnhardt then because it was 20 years, uh, I believe it was 20 years uh, to the day that Earnhardt won his Daytona 500. Um, now, going back, you, Richard Petty's not been in a car for, what was 92 his last season, right? Yes. Uh, and in 93, he's not been in a car. What, what number did, did they race to 93. And then he hadn't been in a car since 92, but the 43's always run. So, well, and I don't remember. True. That's not true. In 1993, Rick Wilson drove the 44 car. 
But the 43 was only retired for one year. All right, then I stand corrected. I mean, I am a guy, so I'm usually wrong anyway. If you don't believe me, just ask. Oh, no, no. no, I'll I'll give you legitimate proof later that uh, the 93 season, Rick Wilson drove the 44 car. The following year after that, uh, they no longer had Rick Wilson as the driver, and they went back to the 43 machine. Uh, but uh, so so go on. You know, I just so getting getting back to her question. The, the numbers have significance. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, as far as I know, the numbers have significance. They've they've carried that number with them forever. The only one that you've not, and I could be wrong on this too, Chris. Correct me. Um, the 28 we have not seen. The 28 Travis Kavapel raced that. I believe that the last time that that race was, uh, don't have me out here guessing like this, I, maybe 20, 2010, I believe, maybe. Uh, so the 28, of course, was never retired uh, officially. Um, the number just kind of ran out its lifespan with Robert Yates Racing. Robert Yates Racing closed their shop doors. And the 28 machine, the 28 number had not been used since. It was kind of funny that we bring this up because Dale Jr. admitted on his podcast that when they were looking to replace the 8 number when he was originally going to Hendrick Motorsports, they contacted they contacted Yates Racing or some kind uh, to, to, to inquire about the 28 and the 88 was the number that they wound up with. So those were both Robert Yates numbers. Um, and so that would have been 08. So really the 28, wow, that's wild. So it's been that long. Um, yeah, the 88 car was, uh, of course, Dale Jarrett. Uh, he's the one that made it famous with Robert Yates Racing. Um, and now the 88 is retired. So, you know, um that's kind of weird how all that works out, right? Oh, absolutely. And um, can you imagine if Junior had driven the 28? I mean, Neil Jarrett is is iconic, but the guy's still alive. Uh, I wonder how many. Well, Neil uh, Jarrett wasn't the only one that made the 88 famous. Bobby Allison made it famous. Daryl Walter brought right. the 88. A lot of lot of big name drivers have driven the 88. And now we're looking, and the 88's gone. It's retired. It's disappeared. Who owns the 88? Then this goes back to the question that Miss Rebecca had. Supposedly NASCAR owns all these numbers, and they lease them out to drivers. But we know as well as anybody, Craig Moore, with that number four on that number four car of Kevin Harvick, that number has a uh, trademark on it, which rightfully – kind of gives them ownership to that number, the team. So, uh, right. you know, does Hendrick Motorsports still own the 88, or is that is that technically Dale Jr.'s future cup number, you know, for his own team? So that's a, that's a question left in the air, and, and, and it's not, you know, the numbers are so, it's, it's, that's what I loved about the question is because there is no definite answer here. Because NASCAR claims that they own the numbers, but they grant them to these race teams and to these drivers. So, 
you know as well as I do, as I said, when you trademark a number, you trademark a design on the number, uh, that that's basically you trademarking that 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 means it's yours. Uh, I'm right. sure that NASCAR gets a cut off of it, but uh, you know that's a that's a very you know awesome question. Now, as for the movement of the numbers, and I'll, I'll tell you, Freddie Kraft had the uh, had the best one for this one. Uh, is we don't even know much about this movement of the number. I don't like it. I think that it makes the car ugly. Uh, and why are we only doing this in the Cup Series and not the Xfinity and the Truck Series? And I'm going to tell you one damn reason why. It has to do with money. And like you said, these cars are being looked at as freaking billboards. And so I can charge more if I have more space to put my sponsor. But that's what the hood is for. That was what the rear quarter panels are for. If you wanted to buy my rear quarter panels and you wanted to buy my hood space and you wanted to buy my trunk space, well, that's what you did. So what they're basically doing is they're coming in and they're saying, okay, well, this is certain real estate. Well, look, the only reason why you think that it's real estate is because you're selling it as a billboard. That's not the entertainment factor of racing, and it's a shame that we're losing tradition for money. For commerce, for some, because the owners will now own a piece of, they can put whatever the heck they want, but that is so not even the case. And it's just aggravating NASCAR would even make this move uh, to, uh, to, I mean, you might as well just take the number and take it off the damn side of the car. Yeah. Or at least put it up on the post or something. I mean, you know, I don't. But I, I hope we answered that question uh, to the best of our ability. But uh, yeah, it's a big controversy about where the numbers are going to go. Um, it's a, it's not decided yet whether or not those numbers are going to be placed in different areas on the race cars once they are in the Xfinity or the Truck Series, how this will trickle down to the lower sport, uh, to the short track series, of course, the dirt track racing and all. I'm not really sure because – Everywhere else in, in stock car racing, these numbers have been on the uh, on the door panel. So, uh, Craig, I would love to hear your thoughts on it, or even if you have thoughts. I do have thoughts. Leave the numbers right where the hell they've been at for, for ages. You know, I agree with you that um, it's, it's – and you agreed with me. It's a commerce thing. Um, you know, next, what are they going to do? Oh. What's that? Some traditions should not be sold. I agree. You know, what are they going to do next? Like you see it said, put it on the C-pillar. <laughs> you know, uh, they're pretty much taking, they're taking the look of the car away and they're making it like, oh, what series was that that did that years song. ago? Yes. Yes. They, and they still do it. And Cars three, Cars three was a great prediction of where NASCAR was planning to go. You know, Cars three, you look at the supercars and all this, and now all these road course racing. It's going to be hard to tell the sport uh, from sports car series here in the next couple of years at the rate that we're going. Jim France, slow the hell down, man. You know, if you want to, if you want to run sports cars, you run that series, but don't try to connect these two together because I promise you. Your core group of, of NASCAR fans do not want to go road racing every damn weekend. No. 
No. So here, I want to give you the, we have our own, if you guys have been listening for any length of time, we have our own little side bet here, and the season's coming to an end in about nine weeks. And I don't know how we're doing, I forget how we're doing this, if we're doing it overall points or what. Um, but in the truck series, Miss Lee leads the truck series with 246 points. Uh, Chris, you're in second place with 235. CJ is in third with 215. The Tasmanian Devil, Taz Taylor, is 212. And, well, I'm sucking hind end because I'm at 199. In the Xfinity Series, Taz leads it with 403. Chris, you got some catching up to do at 343. Me, I might as well. I'm 99 points out. There's, I'd have to have multiple wins in order to overtake that. Uh, CJ Sports is at 302. Dennis Lee is at 292. Now, I will say this. We'll go from the bottom up. In fifth place is CJ Sports with 301. Miss Lee is in fourth at 311. Taz is at 351. He's knocking on your heels because you're at 358. And your favorite DJ... Uh, that would be me, in case you weren't sure, is at 409. Um, overall points, Taz leads it with 966. Chris is at 936, you are, my friend. I'm at 910. Chris Lee is at 849. And CJ, well, he's at 818. Uh, the number of correct picks for the season, CJ has two of them. You have three of them. Miss Lee has six. I have nine, and uh, our our stats and our third guy in the booth, Taz Taylor, has 11 correct picks for the season. So that is your that is your uh, rundown of our points battle for the year. Um, overall. I've got some catching up to do. CJ Sports, he pretty much, I mean, unless none, none of us picked, him and Miss Lee would be in a tight battle for first and second. Yeah. Yeah, and the season's winding down, so every pick matters from here on out. Uh, but uh, it's been a fun little wager all year long. Uh, Craig? Yeah. I think I'm to uh, call it a night here. I guess we've got to get in our uh, our uh, Richmond picks. But uh, first we need to know what series are racing there, Craig Moore. Well, we're racing at Richmond this Saturday night. Uh, I believe that's what you said. We're racing at Richmond this Saturday night. Let's see when the truck series is racing again, because I don't think they're racing... Uh, Oh, I don't. They put their next race up. They have not put their next race up on NASCAR. dot com. Um, so we're gonna go to the Xfinity series because I know that they're racing. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Austin Cendrick this weekend at uh, at Richmond. And in the Cup Series, I'm going to go with the bad boy of sports if he don't get suspended. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch this weekend at Richmond. Wow. And uh, 
I don't think his ass is going to sit in a simulator all week. <laughs> he said when they he uh, says when they sit he's in not simulator, a simulator is he? No, he's, he's not, not a simulator. Simulator, um, simulator, intimidator. He's he'll still be out of the playoffs in four. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Oh goodness gracious! But so I have a teammate for the win. I have a teammate for the win at Richmond. Question is, right. which teammate? All right, let's hear it. All right, well, in the Xfinity side, I'm going to have to go with A.J. Allmendinger. I got to get points, man. I got to get points. And then Dinger would have had another solid top five finish, top three finish, uh, at the Xfinity race had he not ran into debris that was in the middle of the racetrack. It, it cost him there. It's a lot of positions. But uh, So, on the cup side, I'm staying in the Toyota camp. I'm staying with Denny Hamlin. Hey, two-finger Hamlin, two in a row. Hey, sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for the win, baby. Thank you, thank you for the win. I was trying not to go there. I was trying not to go there. But uh, <laughs> all right, well we'll have to we'll have to get everybody else's picks. Um, and uh, so Kaz can put them all together. Let us know who everybody is picking, and we'll, we'll talk to everybody after Richmond. Listen. If you like what you hear, you gotta. If you think this show is hilarious, you have got to listen to Thursday night. Chris, tell us about Thursday night. Yeah, well, it's not a funny show. It's a, it's kind of an on point show. There's a lot of stats and a lot of uh, shout outs to who wins, first and seconds and thirds, and uh, just a correlation of a lot of people in the southeastern district who want their uh, racetracks represented on the uh, uh, highly rated podcast, uh, Southern Dirt Track Report by Artie. Um, Talking dirt. That's what he does, man. He he does a good job. I'm the producer. All I do is uh, put the people on air and let them talk. Uh, but uh, definitely, it's been a great addition to the One Ten Nation family and to the One Ten Nation Sports uh, uh, Network. Um, just a really cool deal to have them along with us. So I don't think we missed much of anything. I, it was a pretty good show. It, it, it went off. Uh, unfortunately, when we don't have our third party here. Uh, some of our skits just don't last as long. Uh, when you have three people arguing, it's it's a little bit better, but just two people, uh, we seem to agree with a lot more stuff and move on to the next topic. Uh, but uh, we'll have Taz Taylor back with us uh, next weekend, and uh, looking forward to that as we get ready to uh, uh, take one more off the list, race number nine of the 10-race chase. Of course, we'll be at Talladega Super Speedway October 3rd and 4th. Uh, our family is going to travel up, and we're going to go see the uh, the truck race and the cup race. We're looking forward to that. Not working that weekend. We're just going to have fun. Uh, that's what we always say. Anyway, so uh, we did miss something. Uh, exhibition race at the L.A. Coliseum to replace the Clash. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, do you think a stadium race uh, would fit uh, the agenda? Uh, with NASCAR. Huh. Uh, well, you know what? You can't say never because you never know what the hell NASCAR is going to do. Yeah, I would um, rather I would rather go to a place like uh, 
Um, oh heck, where where's the modified race at? Oh crap! I, I, you know, Bo, Bowman Gray Stadium. I would rather see a class race at Bowman Gray Stadium than I would be at the L.A. Coliseum NASCAR. Get your head out of your ass or Denny's ass or wherever it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't agree with it. I think it's stupid. It's just like people said. Well, what about moving around the? What about moving around the uh, throwback race? No, leave it at Darlington and leave it in the fall, for Christ's sake. Yeah, exactly. Also, Dale Earnhardt Jr., will this be his final race of his career? He's racing Richmond this weekend. Do you you think or do you think not? Is this his last race of his career? No. No. I think he'll run one more. Uh, he's going to run one for season. about four years now, four or five years already. Uh, junior races one race a year in the Xfinity Series. He's come close to winning it a couple of times in the one race that he races. Uh, I just, I don't know. You know, with, he's always wanted to say that he wanted his, uh, his his daughter to remember that he was a race car driver. So that's kind of the reason why he runs this race every year. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that that would – I would say that this probably is his last year, uh, being that he's now got two children and a busy work schedule. And uh, one last thing that we're leaving on the table, how about the change-up of the broadcast from NBC? We finally had a race that we could listen to without the whiny asses of Stevie LaTarte and Jeff Burton with Dale Earnhardt Jr. I thought Kyle Petty, Dale Jarrett, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., was quite the trio. What are your thoughts on that, Craig Moore? Well, you know, when I, when I tuned in and I heard it, I was like, what the hell, Dale Deere, where'd they pull him out of? Retirement home? Yeah. I honestly liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it brought a fresh perspective to uh, – I thought it brought a fresh perspective to the race. And you didn't have to, like you said, you didn't have to listen to Stevie LaTarte's whiny ass for too long. Or Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton's really the one that gets on my nerves the most. But uh, uh, just, you know, I think De- Jeff Burton Jeff Burton and Dale Jr. have similar sounding voices. And when they get to it, it sounds like a couple of bitching betties, a couple of uh, uh, crying hens. Um, yeah, just uh, the broadcast this past weekend was so much better. Uh, NBC, take note. Do something about it. doesn't matter if you hurt a couple of people's feelings. They do good on the Xfinity. But you want your best broadcasters on your Sunday show, uh, on your right. cup show. And Dale, Dale Jarrett, Kyle Petty, uh, you know, they, they, they're really good at their job. I didn't see Rick Allen at all this past this past weekend. It's, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they just, just didn't fire that guy. Uh, but uh, Craig, we're not going to hold our listeners any longer. We, we had a we had a, uh, a pack to get out of here at nine fifteen, so it's uh, it's that time. Uh, but we want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you, Miss Rebecca. You reached out to us, Kaz. We hope that you enjoyed your off night, my friend. Uh, there probably hopefully won't be any more off nights from here all the way to the last show of the season. Congratulations to Spencer Hughes. Y'all know our old boy went up there to Eldora and won the Earl Bouts uh, Memorial. Uh, that is absolutely cool as all get out. The World 100 this weekend, I think you can catch that on Flow Racing. 
Uh, so make sure that you uh, you pull for our hometown kid, Mr. Hughes, uh, in the number 11 machine. Uh, that boy, I tell you what, uh, I got to call his very first stock car race at the House of Hook. I believe it was back in 2014 or 2015. 2015, I believe it was. And he went out, he went, went, went right out on the racetrack at a, one of our biggest races of the year. I believe it was a state race. And uh, he won it. And uh, I said, right then and there, I said, man, this kid's got a lot of talent. And uh, boy, oh boy, <laughs> we had no idea that he would uh, be the uh, be the legend that he already has. And I think he's like 20 years old already. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's really cool to, to, to have our hometown kid going up and representing at such a uh, a historic establishment uh, in Vosmer, Ohio, uh, for the uh, the race at Eldora. He'll be representing it in the World 100. Race fans, we thank y'all for listening to the show. We hope that y'all come back next week and uh, give us another another week of listening. And uh, Taz said that he'll have his uh, pick. He'll have his pick tomorrow. On. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Craig, you got anything before we leave? Uh, no, if you're not doing anything and you're in my neck of the woods, there's uh, we're doing karaoke at the Kennedy Harry Golf Club on uh, Friday night after Glow Golf. They're going to golf in the dark with glow-in-the-dark balls. Um, <laughs> and no, Danny, Danny Hamlin's not going to be there. He's not invited. Well, no, he can come if he wants, but they won't be in the neighborhood. So you're inviting so. him. You're inviting yes. him to come play with green balls. Yes. Are they aliens? Well, they could be. <laughs> they probably won't smell like you just do, but. Oh, goodness. Too much information. Yeah, buddy. All right. Have a good night, Chris. Be safe. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve Planting the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way That's just a little bit more than the normal life. Just a good old boy. Wouldn't change if they could. Fighting the system like a new modern day Robin Hood. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.